Okay, I'm just going to restart. Welcome, everyone. I'm going to restart from Oizvav. Chelakal Perkei Oizvav. I think we did it, or most of it last week, but let's re-see it again. What the Ramchal has said is that generally, all hashpa goes from up to down. That everything starts in the Elamis HaLyonim and works its way down to the Elamis HaTachtoinim. But the, 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 ex, the exception to that rule is human Bechira acts, which start here. They're not in any way, the actual Bechira is not in any way influenced from anything outside of the Becher, and or from within the Becher for that matter. It's a pure, purely free, unhinged Bechira. And when that Bechira is done, starting down here, always, because that's where Bechira happens in the physical world, so it sends a shockwave upwards, and now he's going to describe what happens with that shockwave. After this free will movement upwards, there's a forced uh, movement back the other way. When you move the upper through your Bechira to whatever extent they get moved, so it doesn't necessarily move, reach all the way to the top, but to the extent that it does, now that they've moved, everything under them has to move as well. Because that's what happens when the upper spheres get moved. The lower spheres get moved as well. Where did it start? It starts with your Bechira. Down here. Your Bechira sends a, a wave upwards. You, you, shook, you, you shook your you no, shook your little. No, I'm saying when the rope wiggles here, right. I'm trying to think what you're trying to say is in order to get it to shake up there, you have to start it down here. That's so where no, it started the with Bechira. Which is and, here. Right, and now it's, you shook the rope upwards. Let's say it reaches to the 50th level of Olamais, and that's where your Koyach peters out. Okay, but now the fifth, that 50th world has moved 10 centimeters over to the left. The world under that now has there's an automatic effect from that fiftieth world moving over ten centimeters, and the world under that has an effect, and the world under that has an effect, and the world under that has an effect, and the world under that has an effect until it comes back into this world because you can't have those worlds move without them rippling downwards. Now, not always does the effect reach all the way to this world, depending again everything there is set up with a system on how it acts and how it reacts. Normally, up there, it's only acting and, and reacting to what's above it. But here, there's, a, there's, a, there's rules to how far your action can reach and then how much of a rebound there is. But a rebound there must be. And if that world moves, it's for sure going to have an effect on the world under it. And it, it just, depending on how big that initial move was, it may cause either something that a small effect down here as it slowly... You know, that's uh, Nislavation may not move as much, or it could work in the reverse. It's like a tsunami, a buildup, that a little movement up at the top may create a very large movement in the next world, and an even bigger one until it has tremendous effects in the, when it comes down to the physical world. How exactly that's going to happen and which, which effect is going to be, that's part of the setup that Hashem made when he built the rules. Um, uh, we'll talk about the marshal for that a little bit more in the next. Oh, so you can't look at like the flash of the action of a person kills somebody. That's an immediate effect in this world. No, Not when a person kills someone, the, the proper way to view that, like we, I think maybe it was the week you weren't here, we gave the marshal. If you when you punch a window, it's not that you punch the window and break the window. You your choice to punch the window sends a hashpa upwards, which eventually reaches the koyach elyon that represents that window. 
and assuming that your your punch was done in the in a way that affects that kayach in a specific way, that now reverberates back downwards and and creates a a metzius in this world of a broken window. It is not that you directly break the window. You can't do that. Windows don't break in this world. Windows break because their koyach that represents them breaks. And people dying. And people dying is the same thing. Even if you hold that a person with his bechir can cause someone to die. If you hold you can't. So it's tam no shaykhis. Um, you're pasha just a trigger in this world for that hashba doing what it was doing. But even if you hold that you could affect someone, it's again, you send the hashba up, which eventually meets up with his, his uh, malach that's supposed to protect him. Your hashba, assuming that it's done in the right way, overcomes that malach. That malach gets knocked off. And now the hashba trickles back down and ends up with him dying. It ends up with the knife moving through his flesh and then with his life force seeping out and all the things that happen are because that's what's playing out in the upper worlds due to your choice. But it's always, anything that results from your choices is always through the downward process. That the, your choices have changed the Eilam al Yainim and therefore it manifests differently in the Eilam is So again, it's important to realize that your, your Bechiris are very, very, very important. Now, Amal, a person can get mostly cut off from the Eilam al Yainim. So then the, the, it's a very small, it's a very small bounce. You basically only go up one world to the Olam, the Olam right above us. You make a hashpa there, but, because, but and when you do it that way, the only people you can kill are monotviyotaras. People who are already nigzer on them that it's dead, that they're supposed to be dead. It's just waiting for something in this world to trigger it. Maybe they only became dead people when the Olamas moved up, up, up above. But they didn't move because of you, because you're not the type. Okay, so. you know, the Gemara said at the end of time, the second paragraph it says that uh, there was a person trying this. Uh, and he wanted to kill. Um, he wanted to kill these two, Yidin, um, uh, uh, Lilas and Papas. So they they said to him, they said, "Look, Hashem has many bears, he has many lions, and has many murderers. Um, we are Chayav Misa anyways for something, and that's why we're going to die. And he's just using you so he can punish you for it. And if not you, it would be something else. What they're saying is." is that it's already waiting to fall on us. So there's a big anvil waiting to fall on us. And you are so not, you're like an animal. You're not a Baal anymore when it comes to this. So your action doesn't go up to the El Yonim because you're not being Baal You're just, you're on autopilot at this point. So your actions are also part of just that lowest world. You're the trigger, and if not you, someone else. Hashem's just allowing, the choice that you're still allowed is the choice whether you're going to be the bad guy or not. That's it. You have a very basic choice of are you going to kill us mamish or not? But you don't have the choice to actually make differences in the world. You're too low for that. You're saying that there's two one-way streets. It's not a two-way street. No, that's still a two-way street. No. Well, there's, there's the Beicher, but then there's the person who was supposed to get killed was had that hashpah from Elion. But it was happening before that person but, was Beicher to kill him. No, but it could be the way that that, that hashpah is set up is to be totally until someone comes and sets it off. You know, it, yeah, it's it's waiting to be tipped, and it's waiting to be tipped by some some sort of very low level bechira in this world. Right, we spoke about this in the Chumash here. That that's sort of Dassel's explanation of how how um, bechira doesn't really affect the results of people, even according to those that hold it doesn't affect the results of people. He says 
they hold that you are a you are you were given a din in Shemayim, you know, the Hashpah that's holding here is that really is supposed to die. But that there's an outlet if you become the source of a good Bechira for someone else. So then that can pull, pull it back, so to speak. Because now, now you, the, the din has changed and you're, you're a different type of person. You, you've moved over, so you won't be hit by that din. But, but in, in, uh, otherwise, you were destined to die. And Hashem is going to put you in the, in the path of someone who is a killer and doesn't make, doesn't make that choice. And therefore it's not a choice. That's all part of the one-way street down. And, and um, the only time you have this uh, one-way street or this, uh, this hashpa upwards is if you're dealing with someone who's actually doing Bechira. But not everyone is Bechira on the same level. That's all I'm saying. Is that so so if, they're, if they're a very small Bechira <coughs> and they can't affect many things. There are many things that are too far along, too high up in the rank to be affected by their low-level or non-Bechiras. And um, alternatively... Something which are almost ready to happen, those can be affected by their choices. Someone who's a much bigger baicher, someone who is more uh, choosing and more involved in his choice, and is more f- sort of free to act because he's conquered many of his ashpais, so he can have a much greater effect than the Ilam al and more things that happen in this world happen because of him. So that's what the Vukhaim Velashner says that when the Vukhaim Velashner destroyed the Bismillah, whatever, he's a pawn. He was just doing what Hashem wanted done. That wasn't an act of Bechira, so to speak, on his part. It was pre-predicted by, by uh, that a person named Nebuchadnezzar is going to come and do it. This it's Nebuchadnezzar. It's not like, what you're saying, sounding like more of, of, of Eitzim Avon. Yeah. That, that's, a, I mean, that's a separate, the, the expression Eitzim Avon means that there wasn't any more Ashkina there. Right. But, but it's, not also, it's also not, uh, it's not really an act on your part. First, it has to what emptied it of any significance was our actions, which is much more. We change the world. Goyim don't change the world. So, so it's Goyim, what, what looks like Bechir is not really Bechir? So they have a li- very limited Bechir. They have a, a very worldly Bechir. That's, that's uh, uh, I wouldn't say a recent invention, but that's a post- um, Dar HaFlog, uh, Dar HaMabal uh, type of thing where they seeded their interest in being part plugged in and they unplugged themselves. Mm-hmm. So Hashem said, fine, you want to unplug yourself, you unplug. You, you, and, in, and it's very hard for them. They have a, a choice in how they want to live as part of this world. And they can choose to be good members of this world or bad members of this world. And, but their reward is this world. That if they choose to be good members, they live happy lives. If they choose to be bad members, they live unhappy lives. Hashem will punish them, or will punish them later. But basically, it's not an attached, they're not trying to attach to anything spiritual, so they don't get attached to anything spiritual. Assuming a guy serves Hashem in, through the seventh spinner, because they were commanded through Moshe Rabbeinu, and he follows the normal path of connecting to Hashem, the one path of connecting to Hashem, which is through Torah's Moshe, so then he can achieve a state of Elam Haba. And then he's lifted himself up and re-plugged himself back in. Afal Pikein, it's a shtickle, uh, he gets scarred only like an animal because he doesn't have that thing of being a because he's choosing it. Uh, that's the Messias, the, the, psych, the psychology that they've created within themselves is that they're not Metzuvah. 
But uh, he's still looking at Adam Hava, but it will be much lower than it would have been otherwise. That's, that's the Messias at this point. So, so I'm, I'm sorry, one more question. Uh, the the, the Bechira that I make and, and the effect that it has, does it have to be instant? Could I have no, the, the it most certainly will not. It will not for sure be instant. Now, regarding certain things like breaking windows, so the way Hashem yeah. wants that to work is but more instantaneous. Something is a not. Hashem set it up with a built-in delay in the system so that it shouldn't be nicker, that, or it shouldn't be obvious that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Right? In other words, when you do an Avera, a negative Hashpah comes down that will have a terrible effect. But if it would happen, the second, if, as soon as you kick something, your leg would break, so then no one would kick anyone. And if as soon as someone insulted someone, their tongue would fall out of their mouth, so then people wouldn't insult anyone. So in order to create an illusion of Hefker, and you can do whatever you want, Hashem made it that spiritual things are delayed in their coming down. It also gives a person a chance to do tshuva. So um, that's for the negative. And, and, and uh, on the good side, it's, it, there's still also a delay, usually. Um, it's not instantaneous, and that's because uh, the, the, we should have Bechira, that otherwise it would be very nicker. Every time someone did a mitzvah, they would, uh, you know, the money would pour into their bank account. So then uh, it would take away a tremendous amount of the Bechira, which is what our purpose here is. There are, in all these different forms of hashpa. there's many details. As Hashem saw fit <coughs> for His world. Uh, Hashem has a plan for the world. It starts with well, the Mishnah and ends by Mashiach. That plan is happening. And everything, the, the, the possibilities that exist are constructed in such a way that they cannot interfere with that plan. Um, assuming someone is writing a book and, uh, and he's writing a mystery novel. And uh, it would be a big problem if the... If the perpetrator of the crime was so smart that he was able to do it without leaving any clues behind. Because then you wouldn't have a book anymore. Right? The guy would be searching, 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 and the book would end with him not finding anything. Lame book. How come that never happens? Because the, a good author tries to be very true to the nature of the character he's created. And if he gave the character certain abilities, the character will use those abilities. If he gave the character a certain level of intelligence, he'll exhibit that level of intelligence. He puts him in a certain time period, he'll have the ideas of that time period. And if you're a good author, you, you're capable of doing that well. Um, you only give the character the capabilities that, you, that will allow uh, this case to be solved. And you don't make a criminal who's so smart that he can't be caught. Because that would be lame. So Hashem, when he, 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 so to speak, gave us free will and the ability to influence the world to negativity. But how much can we influence it? Never enough that it would make it that Mashiach couldn't come. The way that all the cogs interconnect is such a way that whether you do it like this or do it like this or do it like this or do it like this, the end result is guaranteed. And Hashem has not put, it's not the, 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 the flexibility of the system is not such that it allows one of the options to be Mashiach doesn't come. It's like those, uh, the books, you know, where you choose your own ending. You don't choose your own ending. You choose which one of the 12 endings that the guy wrote, you're going to end up by. And within each of the 12 endings, there's five different ways to get there. 
But in the end, so you have, you know, if the guy writes a big book like that, you may have hundreds and hundreds of possible pathways to get to many, many endings. But that's it. More than that, you can't do it. It's not completely open-ended. And, and so it is with the system that Hashem has created. It's not an open-ended system. It's a system that will ev- eventually come out. That path that is taking it inevitably towards where Hashem wants it to go is called Eitzamukah. That's how he refers to it, right? Chazal referred to it that way. Eitzamukah, Shemisha, Nikver Bechevroin. That's Hashem's, that's the deep plan. I mentioned the one someplace, probably in the Chumashir, I think it was. The Ramchal and Das Tfuna says that Hashkocha, um, in order to be able to understand Hashkocha properly, so Hashem gave us eyes. And He gave us a muscle called an eyeball. And by analyzing the eyeball, we should understand what it means that Hashem oversees the world. Just like with your eye, you can see and chop and then respond. So Hashem has that ability to, although He does not use an eye to do it. But it's not just in the general sense. The Ramchal says that even in the details, that there are three levels of Hashkocha that Hashem has in the world. Hashkocha klolis, which means that's the general plan. There has to be a lot of cows. Which cow is going to live and which cow is going to die is not, is not uh, decided based on Hashkocha klolis. It's based on various other factors here, but not that. So Hashkocha klolis is not real. It doesn't actually... It, nothing really runs on Hashkocha klolis. Everything really runs either on Hashkocha pratis, and really it's all running on the deep plan. But Hashkocha klolis is there. Klolis means it's just general. It's not specified. So it's, that's represented by the white of the eye. It's, first of all, it's the far, furthest to the outside. It's really, it's the majority of the eye is that white stuff, but it's not the part that sees. It's not even, if, it doesn't affect sight at all, the white part. It's just there. It makes up the body of the eyeball. Um, and it's the same for everyone. Everyone has the same white. The, the next level is Hashkoch Pratis. Hashkoch Pratis, first of all, is individual. Therefore, people have individual eyes, right? That's a retina scan. Is that's what it's scanning is your individual eye that no one else has like you, and and um, and the the uh, it changes, its size changes, right? The more light there is, so what happens? Your the black gets smaller, and the colored part gets bigger because then hashkacha protis is more in sync with the eitzamuka. You're in other words, you're all you're flowing along the lines of where Hashem wants everything to go. So the hidden part of Hashem's thing becomes revealed. It's the same, it's the same as the reveal. And, and it's different for different people. But also, Lemaisa, that's not the part of your eye that sees. It just creates the, the, uh, the, the, the circumstances that the actual seeing part of your eye will experience, which is the black part, which is not actually a part. It's a whole. And it's actually the entirety of the inside of your eye. And that's where real sight is what's happening. But in a very convoluted, twisted, difficult to understand way that gets this fatzel and this pasa all over your head. Right? It comes in, it gets flipped upside down as it comes through, your, through, the, the, through the lens of your eye and then it hits the back of your retina and it releases chemicals which get read by rods and cones that are facing the wrong way. And then they send the chemical signal back into your head which gets split. Half of it goes to the opposite side of your head and half of it continues to the regular side of your head. And while it's going, it gets analyzed a little bit and sends some reflexes down. Mamish the system. But, but some of it goes back and gets analyzed and then sends signals down. And all this is going on in the black part because that's where things are really happening. It's Hashem's hidden way of the black, unseeable way of running the world. 
So it's a very, very detailed marshal that the eye gives of how this works. But that's what he calls Aitzamukha, which is what he's referencing here. The Shoyaru Hadvarim and Hashem uh, made um, the word Shoyaru is. is uh, what? It's either from the word Shior, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like it's the word Mishaya. And so Hashem. Uh, not estimated, which gives the impression of a guess, but he, he was, he calculated many calculations exactly how all the parts have to fit together. How much a person can affect the koiches and to what level and which person. And and how the upper worlds affect the lower worlds. The Alpia Rosam and Mukim and according to all these detailed secrets, very deep secrets, Saivim Kolaha Galgule, Hanhago Sayyisparach, Bechol Mashiach Vishia. So all that Hashem has done and will continue to do um, will take effect the way it's supposed to according to all those calculations. Uh, again, there's a certain amount of wiggle room in the system, but not unlimited wiggle okay, Now, the Ramchal is going to say a very. Uh, Tifer idea. Um, it's one of uh, it's one of the major uh, questions is in Yiddishkeit and in all religion is how does a good God either allow make bad things happen? Um, if you know. To the point that most religions have adopted some form of there's a secondary uh, force in the world that uh, has free reign and is opposed to God in some sense, and that God has to battle with that force. Um, we absolutely reject such a notion, and yet we do believe in some sort of uh, force of evil. So what is that force of evil? How does it act? And to what extent is it is it uh, dependent on Hashem's Ratzon? And is there, any, is there any validity in viewing it as an independent entity in any sense? I'm saying, again, we don't believe that anything is independent um, of Hashem. Uh, if Hashem stops willing, actively willing anything to exist in all of, in all of the Bria, it ceases to exist behechlet. On the spot, it's as if it never was. Um, so then, to what extent is it any different than good? Uh, so, let's see what we can, how we can make on this. Behold. Hashem wanted to be good and bad in the world. Because there has to be these two options for man to choose from. Behold. So the, the, the root at which that takes uh, effect in the world, it has to be in the all the way at the top. There's no way to get bad in the physical world without having bad in the spiritual world. There have to be bad koiches that produce bad results. And if you don't have bad koiches, then you wouldn't have any bad things in the world. Right now, identifying what's a bad thing, but let's pick something that's bad. Um, the the mazikim malochi chavolo are bad. Okay, where do malochi chavolo come from? 
So they have to start in the Koyches El There's no, you don't have Malachim without Koyches that are feeding them. And, and, and therefore there has to be a bad Koyach El that is producing a bad Malach, which will then further produce other bad things, etc. And eventually to produce bad, thing, bad events happening in the world or bad occurrences happening in the world or perhaps bad um, people happening in the world. Right, perhaps there could be such a concept. So, um, so he says, uh, and after them, so then you'll have the bad thing in the physical world. Hashem set up these koychos al yonim and the dolim, transcendent forces. That which are the source of everything that happens and exists, in a certain that they have a nature and they are positioned in a certain way. Um, that it is possible to say about them and that they can exist in to the extent that to the variation that is fit for them. It's not complete, but it's not all possible, but within the variation that Hashem allows them to exist in, tikkun v'kilkul. They could either be in a rectified state, in a proper state, or in a, a semi-broken state. V'hainu, she'imotz b'hem matzav toiv v'loy toiv. They could either be in a state that is good, or in a state that lacks good. There's no state called bad. They can't be in a bad state. But they could be in a state that lacks good. V'amitas toiv ha'matzav yiyah, the reality of what it means to be in a good state, which we've had this concept before um, in regards to people, and Nevroim, and, and now he's just applying it to, the, to its source element, which is the Kurkas and the Dalim, that they are prepared to be illuminated by the light of Hashem, which is all constant and never changing and all encompassing, so to speak, as long as you are prepared to accept it. So there are some that are turned towards the light, and they are ready to accept it, and therefore the light of Hashem shines on them, either more, less, but up to, let's call it again, the halfway point, uh, up to the of point, and they are, those things which are accepting that light, manifest as a positive flow of energy, which produces positive results, directly in its wake. And in every flavor of aura that, that reaches them from Hashem, produces a different flavor of Hashpa l'toiv, which eventually comes down in some sort of prat of good. The opposite is, they are not built in a way that they're prepared to accept the fullness of Hashem's light. And therefore, to a certain extent, that light is missing from them. And what results from these... Um, these states of either perfection or illumination and disillumination are the good comes from the, the illuminated and the bad comes from the non-illuminated. So, um, so what, like we said, I don't know, he's going to discuss a little more in the next piece. Uh, nothing exists without Hashem creating it and nothing exists without Hashem being mayor or to the that represents that thing. So everything has a certain amount of illumination from Hashem. And that illumination is toiv. However, um, 
like we pointed out, way, way back at the beginning here, bad is always going to be, in order for something to be bad, it has to exist. That means it has or from Hashem. But if it doesn't have the gedorim that would make it safe, or good, or beneficial, so it ends up being what we, re- what we see as bad. Bad is just good without the proper gedorim. Wind is good. Wind without any gedorim is bad. So what's, when you have bad wind, what do you really have? You have the same good wind without the added hashpa of, of, of control. Out of control. So it's not really out of control. It's just itself without controls on it. What is that? What? What is that? That means, there, uh, okay, we're not getting too deep into meteorology here, but there are things... We're talking about the I'm talking about the wind. <laughs> what? <laughs> In other words, there are certain, there are certain uh, forces that Hashem put in effect to stop certain things from happening. So they allow good to just be good. They allow rain good to... Rain is a bad example, because rain is... Rain, so many, rain is no, a perfect example. so many examples of when it's a simon bracha, when no, it's no, a but, No, no, but it's, it's a hagufa. When it's a simon bracha is when it's mugdar exactly the way it needs to be. Whatever that... Are you saying that that's natural? No, that's no, that's not natural. It's natural Adrava. to fall Friday night. No, it's not natural to fall Friday night. It's natural to fall all the time. If there's right. a shabbat called right, right, so it should so always the fact rain. Falls, falls Friday night. There's not a summer bracha. No, it's a limit that Hashem made. That Hashem says, "I'm going to limit it to only fall when it's supposed to." That's added or from Hashem to create a limit to create something that stops it from falling in a time when it should, when it wouldn't be beneficial to fall. In order for bad to happen, Hashem doesn't have to create anything. He has to just not allow rain, the koyach of rain to exist without any stop on it. And you know what happens? Then you have mabel. Mabel was just a lot of rain. It's not specifically an active force out to get you. It's just a, it's the regular force of water without any, any checks being created on it. So that's what we would view as a terrible, terrible rat. The Yitzhahara exists. He has Koichos to do things, but he doesn't have the limits that would force him into the mold that Hashem wants. So therefore, he acts even outside the bounds of what Hashem wants, and that's exactly what Ra is acting out of the bounds of what Hashem wants. So, so the now again, Hashem is the one who made the the koyach that the Yitzhara has. He's the one who allows him to act. He's the one who actively is the hand inside the puppet, which is giving the Yitzhar the ability to move and to, so to speak, think anything and to devise anything and to bring it out. That's all, that's all it's just uh, the, the Yitzhar moving about various Ur Hashems in ways that only are possible if Hashem lets him do that. But within the way Hashem created the Yitzhar, that he has a certain uh, um, abilities and uh, nature to do something, what Hashem did not put checks on that nature. As opposed to Machal, Machal is severely limited in what he's allowed to do, that he can only do exactly what Hashem wants. And therefore he does that perfectly. And he's a tremendous force for good. Because the more narrowly, so to speak, you focus to our Hashem, the more you get to only have Hashem there. And only the Ratz and Hashem. And the more you allow the Or Hashem to go in, 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 a, in a way that is very pale, so to speak, and is unbounded, so then you're further and further away from it. 
and the Mela, that's the source, that's what gives rise to the thing we refer to as Ra. So Hashem is the, is the ultimate source of, first of all, all bad things, all bad creatures, let's say, all bad forces. Hashem is the source of where they come. Hashem is the source of their ability to act. But to the extent that, to the extent that we say that Hashem gives um, over the acts that He wants done to agents to do, Hashem is not, so to speak, telling the Yitzhar what to do. He's saying, you go try to, I'm, give, I'm letting you be an unleashed force. You do whatever you can. And I will fight against you, not fight against you. I'm going to put up Gedarim wherever I want that you shouldn't be able to accomplish more than what I want you to be able to accomplish. I will allow mankind to further put up their own Gedarim, which will hold you at bay. And then they get the credit for keeping you out of where you're not supposed to be. But your job is to go at it with all your strength. You're the ocean. The ocean just tries to drown out the world all the time. And Hashem says, I put the boundaries of where you can achieve it till. And you come sweeping through a mighty wave of and it gets to the sand and it just peters out. And that's the Yitzhar. It's because of the boundary or because of the Yitzhar? We know that. Right. There's no such thing as sand. There's, right, that's what I'm there's the Rots and Hashem. Right there. Sand is the Rots and Hashem. Oh, that's what you said. Turned uh, into a physical form. There's no such... <laughs> that's what we have to learn to see the world differently. A cup is not a cup. It's the Rotten Hashem that Mayim should not spread everywhere expressed in a physical form that holds the Mayim in place. Everything is Rotten Hashem. And, and now you have to get in sync with that Rotten Hashem. And, and again, the, the, the Rotten Hashem, it, Hashem allows His Rotten to be manipulated in certain ways, but only in those ways. Right, Rabelsky always used to tell us, says, you want to see, I could show you, do you want to show me, me to show you a malach? So I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. So he pulls out this picture of, you know, Hurricane Katrina. He says, see, there's a malach. So he says, no, Rabbi, that's a hurricane. He says, no, it says, Yishlach, malach of Ruchos. He sends his malach as a, a wind. And he says, and it says, he says, Vizroyin Tuyev Chabishlufa Biyadai. That David Amalek saw an angel with his hand. He said, when he sees the arm of the hurricane reaching out and about to touch uh, New Orleans, that's mamish what he sees. That's not like poetic. That's the reality. Is that Hashem sends a hashpa of the of whatever he sends a hashpa, a hashpa of wind, which is not mugdar, which comes across as a hashpa of destruction, of and it manifests in its physical form. It's just like the Malach that came to Avram put on a body of a human. The Hashpah, the Malach of destruction, the Malach Havola dresses up as a hurricane. And, and, it's, and, and it's that Malach doing the, the, doing the damage. And obviously it takes on, when it comes to this world, it takes on a physical form. But you have to understand that you're not dealing with physicality. And, and that's why people who's at some when it comes to the Velt, is to interact with the physical to the extent that they're not using their inner spirituality to interact with the inner spirituality of that physical thing, are missing the boat. Because they're both on this 
you, you, this world plays. And you, you're not talking to the, some Zach. What you have to do is you have to try to manipulate the upper world so that the physical manifestation will change. Right? When we give medicine to someone who's sick, so what we're trying to do is, we're trying through the Bechira of, of making Ashtadlus to create a certain force that will hopefully rejiggle the 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 in a positive way, but you're dealing with just the most when when you do ishtadlus, you're only affecting this world really. So it's it's only things that are that are completely within this world. You know, the Hashem has sent down the disease with already inherent within it the 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 nature to be healed by this medicine. So then your ishtadlus could sort of pile that ice. Because that's, but only, again, it's not that your Ishtadlus is pulling the it's that your Ishtadlus is doing the thing that, that the, the, your Bechira to do Ishtadlus is, is pulling the ice, the, the trigger that Hashem put in. But the real way to do it is to deal with the Elam Salyanim. So you do your Ishtadlus, and then you take it to Elam, and it's not just a nice add on, hoping, so to speak, to create a miracle. No! Now you're getting into the Kishkas! Right, let's say, uh, you know... So then uh, why is it not like a Lomasa's Hashem? That what? That you, you figure out the mechanics on how to manipulate... So that's what Hashem wants you to do. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly how Hashem told us about this. Is that want you to go manipulate it. But, so what's also Lomasa's? Well, Lomasa's is, is when you say, I'm going to test you, Hashem. But that's, or I'm saying, but what you now is this type of testing in a heterodegraphy. It's not, it's not testing. I'm not trying to see if Hashem will answer. What's a testing? Because it seems pretty obvious. If you do Asa, then you get the Asa, which is... Right, but testing, but testing right. would be, if, if, Hashem, if I, I know that this is supposed to be a Senzak, and I keep trying it out to check, does it work, does it work, does it work? You have to trust that it works. And, but then, if you're, of course, you're allowed to use the system. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, and, and again, a person has to, you have to realize that when a person has a, a, a tsar and they sit down to learn Torah, it's not just that you hope that the Torah will create a schus that will make it that Hashem, again, does a naze for you, that He comes and, re, and, re, and changes the world. So it, you are actively changing the world when you learn Torah. You're, you're creating a tremendous level of ha'ara and tikkun and something which was on the borderline and right now was in the, in the dark, so to speak, gets turned to the light and now a completely different hashba is coming down. And that will, of course, have different results. And assuming if you need those results to come quickly, you can maybe paralyze that they'll come quickly. That's the part that's ishtikalnes, maybe, is that you can speed up the process a little bit. Hashem said in place that normally it should, there should be a, 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 a time lag, but the time lag is only there, so you should have Bechira. If you, Emunah Shalema, recognize how it's happening, there's no need for that time lag. So Hashem pulls it out, and you can pile things ice much, much more quickly. Um, so, so that this is, uh, again, a, a very important Yisoyed in, in how. The beginning, again, he's going to get uh, one step deeper than this. But in how a person views Ra in this world, and where Ra has its origins in, now, it, it comes out that, so to speak, um, everything that's bad uh, is not, is not um, bad. 
it's it's the again to use our marshal the book. If there's a hero in the book, or there's a good group of people, and the 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 intention of the author is that those people should come out to win in the end. So all the bad characters in the story um, appear to act connected uh, the rotsen of of the author. They all try to stop the good from coming out in the end. But they only do it, obviously, again, feed the way the author wants them to do it, only within the Hagdores that the author want, wants. Now, again, if he's a good author, the way he designed the character, he'll let that, so to speak, dictate to him, in a certain extent, how the characters behave within a certain scene. But if it ever gets to the point where, oh, no, well, if I do it like that, so then he'll either go back and rewrite the character or just fudge it. And you know what? Well, he forgot this time. He's a real smart guy. This time he acted dumb. I don't know, again, I've sleep the night before. Whatever it was. And, and he didn't do that. And that's it. That's, that's the idea of Ra. So the Ra is really working, as you understand, in a book. That's where the author writes in the bad characters to create a foil. The, the, it, that's what creates the story. So the bad characters are just as much bringing out what the author wants as the good characters are. Just they're not meant to bring it out by being victorious. They're meant to bring it out by being vanquished. The problem would be, what do you do if you have a, if, if the author creates characters, good characters, that would have free will? And they would decide to strengthen the bad characters and give them abilities that, they were never, that the author never gave them. Now you could theoretically at least mess up the story, or certainly, even if, even again, if you weren't given that much free will, but to produce non-optimal uh, situations. When, when, the, when Hashem originally set up the world with the amount of Ra that he had, it was a bad actor. It was an actor playing a bad role. The Yitzharo was just there playing a role. He was a good guy whose job it was to be the bad guy. The Nachash was a good guy whose job it was to try to, to tempt Chava. And if Chava would have, and Adam would have rejected the plea of the Nachash, it would have played its role perfectly to perfectly bring out the Maila of Adam and Chava, which is their ability to be Barcha Bataiv. But when they chose to listen to it, they have now given it a new life. They've actually turned it into Ra, that's just Ra. That Ra is not, is not what the author intended, so to speak. That's bad. That's not bad that's acting for good. That's just bad. Now, it's not bad. It's still just acting. Because it was purposely built in that way. It's the, it's the storybook with many endings. You just got yourself onto a different track, but in the end, you're going to be one of the endings I wanted anyways. And if the author wants it to have only one ending, in the end, it's going to come back. But you took us off this track and you moved us onto this track. And within this track, within that way of looking at the world, you have created a real Metzius called Ra. And that Metzius needs to be rectified and fixed because before we can get, reach the end of the story. And we need to get back to a level where the, the reality that you gave to, to Ra as being something to actually choose as opposed to being something whose whole existence is to not choose it. That has to be fixed before we can get to the end of the story. And that's what he mentioned way back then. When Adam ate from the Yetzadas, 
He was creating Ra within himself that didn't exist there before, and Ra within the world that didn't exist there before, because all the evil that had previously existed was of the type that was just there to be a, a, to be a part of the scenery. And you pulled it out of the scenery and made it part of the world. You, made it, you gave it a reality within the world, because by being Beicher in it, you made it real. You gave life to it. Next level. And that's the problem. Good, okay. I'd come for today.